What's up, y'all? This is Ade with Living Corporate, and you're listening to a B-side. So if you've been here for a while, you might know what a B-side is, but in case this is your first episode, let me give you a quick intro. So for our new folks listening, B-sides are much more informal shows that we have in between our, our larger episodes. These are much less structured and often more lit than our regularly scheduled shows. Uh, sometimes they're conversations between us, the hosts. Sometimes they're extended monologues and looking at you, Zach. Or sometimes they're a chat with a special guest. And today, we have a really special guest with us, Krista Clark. Now, Krista is the founder and chief creator of Freeing She, which is her lifestyle blog, as well as Cubicles and Cocktails event series. Krista is also a project manager in the healthcare industry and a wife based out of Houston. She's a self-confessed blurred, y'all know I rock with, um, who loves technology and health sciences. Uh, she also happens to be a huge lover of handcrafted cocktails, which shout out to you, and a wine enthusiast, pairing wine to fit her food and her mood. You sound like my kind of lady, Krista. Welcome to the show. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I am wonderfully cramped. <laughs> hanging out in my closet. Okay, guys, for, for those of you... Um, listening i am i happen to be recording from my closet today so that i can increase the audio quality of living corporate never say i have never done anything (laughs) outside of my comfort zone uh so krista i'm here with my cup of coffee and i just want to know did you listen to our latest episode what'd you think i did um yeah so like the latest episode i thought it was like a very great um discussion and also an excellent resource for communities of color when it comes to um, starting on a mental health wellness journey. Um, One of the things that like that particularly stood out to me in the conversation too was um, Evelyn from the internet calling in while black. Oh God. (laughs) Um, I thought the video like was so uh, funny but it was so truthful. Um, I know like at the um, after Trump was elected, I honestly did not want to go to work. <laughs> um, and then also, you know, just when um, when new cases of police brutality, um, you know, pops up, like I just, it just, you know, it causes me deep distress, like, as well as like a lot of community members. And so like, I totally related to the video. Right. Um, I know one of the things that I do in particular, though, that um, when, when, cases of police brutality or anything that's like um systemic racism or sexism against marginalized communities pop up i try not to share the videos and i don't watch the videos because as a person of color myself as a woman of color i don't feel that i need to actually view that in order for me to take action and just the viewing for me um actually causes deep trauma and so I just avoid viewing, but I just, um, you know, I just go ahead and take the action anyway. Um, so that's one of the things that I do encourage people of color to not do is to not share those videos or watch them if it does cause you intense pain. Yeah. So um, I hear you about, you know, not sharing those videos because I think I made a, a very intentional decision, particularly after um, the Alters, uh, Walter Scott shooting. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I remember very, very clearly sitting um, and making the decision not to watch it because I had watched every video before that. And it, it had seemed as though bearing witness was the least I could do for these people. Um, but after each video, I realized um, I even listened to 
the record the nine one one recordings um, in the Trayvon Martin case, and I realized that it wasn't doing me any good. Um, being in that space, being in that mental space, just was not helpful. It wasn't helping me. It wasn't helping my community. It wasn't helping anybody around me. Um, and so I had to take responsibility and take ownership of the course of my mental health. And, and that was the overarching theme for the, of that conversation for me. And I, I take my mental hygiene seriously, so much so that I wrote a list of 23 promises to myself on my 23rd birthday to be really mm. intentional about my self-care and this new chapter of my life. Allow me to ask you this. What intentional decisions have you made for the sake of your mental wellness? Yeah, um, that's a really good question. Um, so I will say like, you know, just some of like the easier things to talk about is that I, you know, I, I participate in yoga. I do yoga and I meditate. I actually meditate in the office. Um, nice. I have a sign where it's like meditation in progress and <laughs> I take that to my door so that I'm not disturbed. And, um, you know, I also read devotionals and have some scriptures that I favorite so that they're like easy to refer back to. Um, I use scriptures in place of affirmations because personally for me, um, a lot of affirmations, I feel like they just don't work. And sometimes they make me feel worse. Like there's actually like research out there that shows that affirmations don't work for everybody. Um, and that there's like, you know, there's a process that you should go through in order to get to the point where, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, I am a confident, beautiful black woman, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like actually like works. Um, and, and you actually believe it. And so for me, I just, I kind of, um, I wrote a blog post about it called I thought affirmations were key to success I was wrong mm -hmm. and that just explains like my whole thought process behind why I personally don't use affirmations and why I personally lean on biblical scriptures um I also avoid caffeine and for for caffeine I find that caffeine triggers anxiety in me and especially when I'm dehydrated which you know when I'm when I'm too busy, mm. sometimes I do forget to drink water. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, that's really hard because, you know, um, in corporate America, I feel like caffeine and corporate environment, mm -hmm. it's like they just go hand in hand. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, your, your mid-afternoon coffee break. Um, right. So I don't have those. And, but I would say like the biggest thing for me was actually like leaving um, what I consider personally a toxic work environment. Mm. Um Mandela um, Dixon, she started um, Founders Gym. She posted recently on Instagram about her experience having anxiety attacks in her office, in her workplace. Mm -hmm. And um, she said through reflection, she realized that her growth was like, um, she felt that her growth was being stunted, her creativity was blocked, and that her value was being taken for granted. Mm -hmm. And when I read those words, like I totally related to that um, at my, um, at a previous job, I really felt very, um, very truly that all three of those things were happening to me. And, and um, it was causing a lot of um, tension at home with my husband. Um, a lot of, by the, end, by the end time, by the end of my tenureship there, um, I was feeling sick all the time. Um, like mm -hmm. GI issues, um, bad sleep. And, um, you know, just like bouts where sometimes I would just come home and cry or I come home and be really fatigued. Mm -hmm. um, I know I've had a few um, anxiety attacks actually in that workplace. Um, and mainly I feel like it came from 
a place of me being trying to be strong and trying to you know just continue to work um and, and deliver great quality work sure. and not putting myself first and um so I ended up contacting EAP which is employee assistance program mm. um after one incident that just left me emotionally disturbed <laughs> um to find um find a therapist and get connected to a therapist and so from there you know we kind of explore like what what are my options do I learn coping mechanisms to not let the stress get to me and mm-hmm. to let it get drive me to the point where I'm like in the office feeling like literally feeling like I'm dying like I can't breathe um you know I'm so nauseated and dizzy and or is my um is my option best choice for my um self is that for me to leave the environment sure and for me the decision was to leave so i you know i got really serious about my my job search and i just you know kept on praying i um i really enjoyed the work that i was doing at my old um old position mm-hmm. But, you know, for me, I just kept on praying, God, I just want a better environment. God, I just want to feel as if I'm working for a boss who who, who values me and wants to see me succeed. And um, I didn't talk to him about what the job would be. I didn't talk to him about the compensation. And so finally, when a door was open, um, I was looking at entering a, a brand new field in the healthcare industry that I've never touched, oh, like wow. I've done entrepreneurship I've done um clinical operations and um this is like you know academia now uh, (laughs) for medical school and so I was also looking at um at at a pay cut (laughs) so I wasn't expecting that and so that was a very you know um a very difficult decision to make Mm -hmm. but you know no amount of money and I know this sounds so cliche, but no amount of money is like worth your mental health and worth your sanity. And so, you know, I took that leap of faith and I left. Um, and the first, the entire first week of my new job, I was actually having anxiety attacks in that office. So that's like how much toxicity like has built up in my system is that my body was like still expelling that in the new office. And at first I thought it was just the fluorescent lights causing me to be, you know, dizzy and nauseous Mm -hmm. in the workplace, but now they don't bother me. And so like in reflection, I realized, wow, that was just like me having milder episodes of the anxiety that was being triggered from that old workplace Mm -hmm. and how it carried over. But um, yeah, I think that was like, you know, that was definitely the biggest decision that I've ever made in terms of protecting my mental wellness. Yeah, that is, that is huge. I, I think the idea of putting yourself first, of centering your your whole self, your mental health, um, especially is just such a huge deal because um, I know so many people who are hustlers. Like, it, it's never going to be about, well, what is most important to me is that my mental health and everything else comes second right it's right but who's going to pay these bills though Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and I think part of those difficult decisions and the difficult conversations that we have to have 
in our professional communities as people of color is that the world won't end if you take that pay cut. The world won't end um, if you opt to walk away from people, places, and things that don't serve you, right? Yes. Um, and if you are honestly in search of what is what your best self is, what your greatest good is, then it can never be positions and places or people, bosses in, in particular, um, who reduce you, who shrink you, who um, are just in general not good for your mental health. Um, but with all that said, I just want to pivot uh, quickly <laughs> to talk about Freeing She, your lifestyle blog, yes. and Cubicles to Cocktails because... Um, I mean, I'm interested. I mean, I know that I'm in D.C., but if you are ever coming out this way, I just want you to know For that sure. I'm a ticket. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, Freeing She is my lifestyle blog. Mm-hmm. Um, I started Freeing She back in um, no, around November, December 2016. Mm-hmm. And it started, um, once again, from a place of I just felt that my creativity was blocked I felt so blah around that you know that season in my life and I wanted a place where I could express my creativity or actually to restart exercising my creativity as well as um, provide career resources and career perspectives on how to be how to be success minded but how to also be well behind um, how to stay well behind your ambition for women of color. Mm. And so I um, started the blog as well as a meetup group. Um, and so we were meeting monthly, me and the woman who would come out. Um, and we have just really great conversation, um, Q&A sessions. We um, talk about books and articles that we've read. Um, and just, you know, just, we just really formed that community, but the meetup group eventually started morphing and transforming into something bigger, um, where now it's like full flash events. Um, so bringing in panelists, um, having wellness days where we could go, um, do yoga and then have girl talk afterwards instead of partaking, for instance, and, um, and black Friday festivities. So let's do something productive for ourselves mm-hmm. and um and so one day I'm at happy hour and I'm like thinking to myself wow I really enjoy cocktails but I'm also like very career driven and when I'm at happy hour I like really feel like I'm I'm at this equilibrium I'm like being the most authentic even if the conversation is about career I'm still completely enjoying it and so um you know as women especially women of color we're often, if we're in a traditional workplace um, in corporate America, the the environment is sometimes sterile, oftentimes sterile, um, is very white, very masculine, and it could even be hostile towards us. And so we kind of like find ourselves shrinking away from being able to express ourselves um, in a way that we feel is authentic. We find that there's like a lack of outlets for us to have authentic conversations or even um, or even conversations that are a little bit more intimate as far as being able to move forward in the career, um, up the career ladder or being able to connect um, in a way that we feel um, 
is genuine to our co-workers and so you know for me cubicles to cocktails came from a, a place of intention where i want to create create an environment where um women of color are able to like let let me dial back some if you like imagine drinking um, a glass of wine or enjoying um a very very well crafted hand cocktail handcrafted cocktail um your your sensory it's like a full sensory experience what are you listening to who are you talking to what is your environment around you like how does the drink look um how does it smell how does the glass fill in your hand you know and so i kind of come from planning those events where i want it to be a full sensory experience of us being authentic being able to be boldly ambitious being able to embrace what makes us unique um as well as being able to invest in our careers and our lives and so with the cubicles to cocktail series is just it's just really fun but it's like a really fun way to come back and to um to just embrace the fact that you're a success minded career woman of color can i just say that number 1 you're a perfectionist i can hear it in the level of detail um and level of attention that you paid to that entire experience and i love it just <laughs> i like i love the passion behind it um thank you i just i can tell that you enjoy what you do you enjoy one cocktails but two also owning every aspect of your life and i just i think that's a beautiful thing um but before we we get out of here do you have any final shout outs any parting words any words yes. for the people how you feeling right definitely uh, so i just want to give major shout outs and props to um you and the living corporate team i think you know i listen to npr and public radio all the time and there was definitely a lack of this narrative surrounding um minority communities or marginalized communities in uh, traditional workplaces so corporate america and um, more corporate like environments mm-hmm. and so just to, um to hear our point of view being reflected out there is just such, such an incredible thing and it makes me so happy and so i'm just i'm really excited to see the growth um of living corporate um yeah you're welcome <laughs> and as far as final words um you know people could connect with me over on instagram i'm pretty active on instagram yes, um yes. my instagram name is hey krista clark and to follow the event series cubicles to cocktails they could um also connect over on instagram at cubicles to cocktails awesome. but thank you so much ade for for having me most certainly and please pop up with like an event in dc know that i'll be there rocking out um, nice. <laughs> well, that does it for us today, guys. Thank you for joining us on the Living Corporate Podcast. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Living Corporate, Twitter at Living Corp underscore pod, and subscribe to our newsletter through www.living-corporate.com. We also have a Patreon, so if you can spare a dollar a month to sponsor content that explores the perspectives and experiences of black and brown people in corporate America, go ahead and show us some love. If you have a question you'd like us to answer and read on the show or some experiences you'd like to share, please make sure you email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. My name is Ade, and you've been here listening to Krista, founder of Freeing She and Cubicles of Cocktails.
Peace. Living Corporate is a podcast by Living Corporate LLC. Our logo was designed by David Dawkins. Our theme music was produced by Ken Brown. Additional music production by Antoine Franklin for Musical Elevation. Post-production is handled by Jeremy Jackson. Got a topic suggestion? Email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and living-corporate.com. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.